from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to America Works, interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States, collected by the library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This is AFC staff folklorist Nancy Gross, and this America Works podcast features excerpts from a longer interview with senior plaster pattern maker Mario Cervantes, a skilled factory worker who makes the tools that make the planes for Boeing aircraft in Wichita, Kansas. Mr. Cervantes was interviewed by Brianna O'Higgins on behalf of the Kansas Humanities Council as part of an Archie Green Fellowship from the American Folklife Center to document Boeing aircraft workers. Shortly before this interview took place, Boeing, which had been a community mainstay for decades, announced it was permanently closing all its factories, offices, and facilities in Wichita. During their in-depth interview, Mr. Cervantes talks about his family's connection to Boeing, his pride in his trade, and his pride in being connected to Boeing. He also discusses his Hispanic heritage and how it has impacted his career, labor unrest and his commitment to fair employment, his union, and his disappointment that Boeing would no longer be a presence in Wichita. My father worked there, of course, and he knew that there was a position opening up in the uh, tooling department, plaster pattern maker. And boy, I just went every day, put my application in when they used to have a, when they had a physical HR where you could do that. But it was like every day I'd go and check on my rec- record or my resume and all that. And finally they got tired of looking at me and interviewed me and set me up in tooling classes and took eight weeks of tooling classes and ended up a pattern maker. I was 19. And actually, I think at that time, I don't want to say it was a quota, but being a minority might have helped me a little bit because tooling was uh, predominantly, uh, what I want to say, Anglo, probably. Uh, So getting minorities at that time into those positions were something that I think the government made them do, probably. Yeah. It seemed like forever, but, you know, it was really a short span trying to get on at Boeing because, you know, I... I was in a beef packing plant, and then I went to Cessna for a little bit, and everybody at Cessna said, oh, you don't want to go to Boeing, you know, but my dad wanted me to go out there, so it was just kind of like a perfect fit for me, you know, so I was very fortunate, really. It's been a blessing to be able to work for him. I guess I knew they paid well, and I knew all I had was a high school diploma, and I needed somebody to teach me skills so I could provide a living with my family, Uh, and they gave me skills, and Kind of, this is where I'm at today, you know, because of Boeing. Um, you mentioned what you were doing a little bit, but what was your job title at Boeing? Uh, plaster pattern maker. And what did you And do? what we did was tool up, uh, make tools uh, that actually made parts for the planes. Uh, and at that time, they did every detail inside house. There were no vendors or anything, so the work was, was a lot of work. But, uh, you know, we tooled up for the 757, 767, so they could pull skins and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There was a demand for workers at that time, and uh, kind of a lot of older guys like I am now, you know, are getting that point of retirement, you know. They needed to train other people in, and the young ones were the future, so... No, it was pretty, there was a bunch of us. There was a whole bunch of us. 
did you have to have special training? You know, on-the-job training. You know, there's nothing better than, uh, you know, on-the-job training when you can, you know, work next to a veteran that's been doing this forever. And, you know, not everything that the engineers put on paper would work in the shop. So the old guys would know, you know, how to work a job and to teach us how to do the same thing. So, yeah, that's the best kind of training. I, I worked so. on the commercial side. Mm -hmm. Of course, we did military, some military work over there because we were just one big tool shop at the time. So, yeah, both sides. But my predominantly, I was commercial. I've never been laid off. It's been, again, that's been kind of lucky. I've just been fortunate where uh, things happen inside the tooling department. I mean, we weathered a lot of layoffs in the 80s, uh, and I just was fortunate that we merged both plaster and plastics together. And all the plaster guys came in first cause to build the, the patterns, uh, and then the plastic guys came in second. So, uh, you know, we were fortunate to get in the door first, so they had to leave before we did. And, it was. It got up to my year when they were laying off, but then again, they started instead of the to A through Z, they started Z through A. So again, I weathered it. So I've been very fortunate. There's not been very many people that can say that they've been not laid off since you know for th over thirty years now. Wow. Yeah. What was it like experiencing strike for the first time? It was tough. I had three small children at the time. I've been through two strikes. Uh, and long strikes, uh, both in 89 and 95, and uh, it's no fun. But you know what? I brought my kids onto the strike line with me and my wife, so they knew why Dad wasn't bringing home a check, they, so they knew what was going on. So it's just been something in my blood, you know, that uh, although nobody wins probably in a strike, is that, uh, you know, the result is you're, hopefully you're going to, you know, maybe not only have better benefits and salary, but, you know, a safer workplace for everybody. Kind of justice in the workplace. So, you know, strikes are no fun, but, but uh, something that you have to do from time to time. I'm a Boeing employee, and I'm proud to be a Boeing employee. You know, when I see Sunday morning in the commercials about the defense, you know, what we're protecting America, and that's Boeing, you know, it's a sense of pride that we're helping out. You know, it might be a little piece, but, you know, we're all, as Boeing employees, at the end result, you know, providing these great products, you know, to keep America safe, to have America travel, you know. So, yeah, it's a loyalty that, you know, like I say, you spend more waking hours with those folks out there than you do your own family. So you create bonds, and uh, one big bond was with the Boeing Company. Like I say, I was proud every morning to cross that gate. The airplanes you worked on were really leading-edge technology. I mean, 757, 767. How did the impact of technology uh, on the new airplanes impact the union? Oh, it did because they don't need as many workers, uh, you know, with the to to build a plane. I mean, we used to say plant two, you know, and there used to be a lot more rivet pounders now. But through automation, they've gone to machines, computers, all set up and uh, that are doing a lot of the uh, riveting now. So you know, yeah, we've seen a lot of change out there where we don't need a bigger workforce you know, as we used to back in the day. Even my work, the plaster pattern work, they don't do it that way anymore. I'm kind of like a dinosaur now. It's all done on a digital, it's all computerized now, so we don't need to set up any mocks and sweep in a 41 section as big as the house, you know, and so everything's done on computer. So yeah, I've seen a lot of change out there, a lot of change.
mm-hmm. when Boeing announced that they would be withdrawing completely from mm-hmm. what what was your reaction when you heard that? Well, it was pretty shocked, you know, and then you kind of wonder, boy, what about me? You know, what happens to me? You know, and I'm not at that age yet uh, where I can retire. I've got a couple more years, so I'm hoping I'm going to sneak that in before they shut the doors. I'm, in fact, I'm actually, I hope I'm the one that turns the lights out and shuts the door, but I'm not sure that's going to happen, though. But uh, it's, it's devastating. It's like losing a family member, really. You know, for one, I never thought they'd sell. Boeing's provided a very good living for me. I've raised three wonderful children, uh, and it's just, uh, it's hard to see them go. It's tough. I mean, you become, you do become loyal, even if you have strikes. You know, you, sure, you, you, for that short span, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you hate everybody at that time, you know, and, uh, but then you go back and you learn to work together again, and, you know, we're striving to do, again, to make Boeing successful. You've been listening to Plaster Pattern Maker and Boeing Aircraft Factory employee Mario Cervantes, who was interviewed for America Works by the Kansas Humanities Council as part of the American Folklife Center's Occupational Folklife Project. To hear the complete interview with Mr. Cervantes and other Boeing factory workers, please visit www.loc.gov forward slash folklife or just search online for the Occupational Folklife Project. This is folklorist Nancy Gross on behalf of the American Folklife Center and with a special thanks to AFC intern Camila Costa for her help with this episode. Thank you for listening to America Works. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.